<laughs> Care to banter with my party member? Welcome to Dragon Age Off the Record, Episode 7. I'm Elizabeth, and with me is that jerk. Rage isn't here. Leave him alone. Oh, that's so sad. No, you just admitted on Twitter that you were a jerk. Hashtag, I'm a jerk. I don't know what you're talking about. This doesn't exist. You are so full of crap. It could be like that Elder Scrolls Online tweet that got deleted earlier today. I don't know if you saw that. Since this is the Dragon Age podcast, and both of us have something to do with the ESO community, I'm going to go ahead and call it out right here. I looked on my phone, which uh, if you are use the normal Twitter app, and you uh, look at someone's account and put a star on it, every time they tweet something that's public, you will see it. And it'll be displayed in its fullness right there. So the tweet said something along the lines of, because I went to look at it, and that's how I found out it was deleted. It was on my phone, so I was able to read it, but I wanted to go and see what the reaction was to it. It was from at TES Online, the official Elder Scrolls Online Twitter account. And it said something along the lines of, uh, I've been playing Last Court during my lunch break, and I can't stop laughing. Last Court is the new thing that Inquisition, uh, or leading up to it, which is part of the Dragon Age Keep. <laughs> so it got deleted because I guarantee you what happened was, is they uh, were either, they were using one of the multiple uh, Twitter account uh, programs like TweetDeck or something like that, and they accidentally posted that not on their personal account, but on the ESO account. I do that a lot, actually. That, I know you do. I've seen you do it with the Dragon oh, Age account. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I have to say, the Dragon Age OTR has to say, and that is also at Dragon Age OTR <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, because you don't use it. You don't even remember the password. I don't. It's Bethany's Boobs. Speaking of which, so guess what I did a couple or a week or so ago? What did you do the other week? I went to California. Want to know why I went to California? Kind of. I'm 50-50. I don't know. I mean, California is kind of a weird place full of debauchery. Wait, that's Vegas. Never mind. Move on. What did you do? Okay, I'll tell you the first thing I did. I got to my hotel and was asked very politely by a drag queen, Will you take my picture, honey? So, I will say this. I have had encounters with drag queens before. Some are very capable of pulling it off, while others are really not. I was actually questioning whether or not until I saw the Adam's apple, but all I could react with was, oh, you look very, very lovely. <laughs> Just, you know, my polite self. Anyway, okay, so I did go to California. You know why? Because I got to preview Dragon Age Inquisition. I call hacks. I'm done with What? Oh, I'm telling you, it's only because I have a vagina. Of all the things I asked for, that wasn't one of them. But a lot of money would have been helpful. I don't know how to say. You thought I was going somewhere else with that, didn't you? I'm very secure with who I am. Where was I now? <laughs> you were talking about Inquisition? California, Drag Queens, Inquisition. Dragon Queens, Inquisition. <laughs> Dragon Queens, Inquisition. <laughs> That's going to Twitter right now. So, Liz, how about California? What? So, yes, I got to go and I got to play Inquisition for a little bit. I'm going to tell you, and I hate to start off with this. My first impression was, these characters are friggin' ugly. I'm sorry. I was very disappointed with the character creation, especially for females. Now, I've seen some videos of the males that don't look too bad. Mm -hmm. But females, mm. You You ain't got no alibi. You're ugly. You're ugly. Woo! Not you. Okay. I got that out of my system. Other than that, I really, really enjoyed it. Well, good. Oh, that's that's good because I felt, you know, justified for doing this podcast. I still don't have the information 
from when you went, I, I gave you a bunch of questions that you're supposed to ask them to give me the answers, and you never gave me the answers. I did, because I was trying to use that in the interview. That Yes, we do have an interview that I'm going to plug in right now. I was lucky enough to spend a few minutes with Mike Laidlaw, the creative director for Dragon Age, and I decided to have a little bit of fun and took the time that I got with him to ask some ridiculous questions, and then it turned out I actually had some real questions that went along with that. Please bear with the audio. I brought my laptop with me to California and then left it at the hotel because I really didn't want to lug the thing around. I didn't think I needed it and totally forgot that I might want to get audio. So I recorded this on my phone, so please excuse the shoddy audio and hope Hopefully enjoy the random goofiness that I made him endure. My first question is, what is up with the mage hats? Are you missing mage hats from Dragon Age Origins? I'm wondering if they're getting more and more kooky. No, we have, we're definitely removing the restrictions on, on, on helmets, so you can put your, put a helmet on the mage if you want. I noticed one that looked like a crowbar, and I was just wondering. <laughs> well, there's also some, there's also some Legion party masks in there as well. So, oh, there are. Yeah. Oh, and I just reread The Stolen Throne, and yeah. I know there's something about the Legion party masks yeah. in there. Varric's sternum bush. Is that on purpose? Like, all the close-ups? Well, he, he definitely one of the popular aspects of him from Dragon Age 2, so we try to keep that uh, consistent. I always have to ask this of anyone I interview. Who's your favorite Muppet? My favorite Muppet? Um, huh. Probably... Wow, you didn't look at me like scared. I mean, most yeah. people do. <laughs> I want to say Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle? Yeah. Nice choice. I'm thinking of anything that anybody might not ask on any other show. What questions have you want to answer and nobody's ever asked you? I don't know if I have that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't you know, you don't know? Wow, okay. That's awesome, by the way. Stumped him. Will there be a downloadable content called... How to Train Your Dragon Age. How to Train Your Dragon Age. <laughs> well, you can raise a little dragon. Not for Dragon Age Inquisition. You never know. Maybe. Someday. You just said that, like, not for Dragon Age Inquisition. Does that mean there's going to be something else? Uh, we definitely are. Planning. This is definitely not the last Dragon Age. Like, well, I guess definitely. But definitely this is never planned to be the last Dragon Age. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm doing my happy dance right now. Now, my co-host wants a DLC called Bethany's Bouncing Boobs. Is that ever going to happen? Uh, that's unlikely to ever happen. Now, what is the official stance on that? Is she alive, dead? Canonically, I believe she would not be... She would be a mage, which means she would have died in the opening of Dragon Age 2 by canon standards. Because we tend to not bring back characters, at least not in big roles, that have such a complicated... Like Bethany could be dead from the beginning. Right. She could have died in the Deep Roads. She could have she could be have become a great warden. She could have never gone to the Deep Roads. She sort of got this four state being. So it'd be difficult to make her a follower because she might not exist. So you could see her again, but it would be in a relatively small role because that's such a complicated. Okay, thing. that raises another question for me. Anders is he dead? Anders, um, maybe. You might make me cry by the answer. <laughs> It does not appear in Dragon Age Inquisition. Now I'm really curious. It, it seemed that in our gameplay today, it sounded like Enora was queen. Is she married or not? Uh, Enora in canon is not married, but she could be. We do reflect that in Inquisition, uh, depending on if you use the Dragon Age Keep to set up your choices from Dragon Age Origins or Dragon Age 2. Uh, she could be queen. She could be queen with Alistair. All of the other possibilities. Alistair could be king by himself. So all of those reflect. Can we ever bitch slap her? Ah, uh, no. Mods. I'm telling you right now. Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks. That was so worth your time, I'm sure. Yay! 
Okay. I didn't get to do any of the multiplayer. Your questions were all about multiplayer, pretty much. Right. But I, we couldn't do it because the building we were in would not allow, it wasn't against the law or anything. It's just, right, right. we couldn't do it. And oh man, the girl that was trying to, you know, talk to us, one of the event runners, she's trying to explain this to us. And the other guys that were around me, they were like, what? We don't get to try this. And she just looked like, I'm sorry. I felt so bad for her because. But I understood. I mean, we were in a very, very old building, but they had a stage built. I wish I had a better picture of it. I don't. They had like a 3D looking stage and all this stuff with cutouts of the Inquisitors, male and female. And all around the room, they had huge posters of the characters. You know, I, I got a picture of the Dorian one. It's the same ones you see online. I mean, it wasn't anything really different, but I was so excited for Dorian that... <laughs> Yeah, I ran up and hugged it. When they showed everything about Dorian, like during their stream, when they showed the, uh, or during the Dragon Age Keeps uh, stream, sorry, when they showed the love interest icon for Dorian, people exploded. I mean, literally, there was just chunks everywhere. Was it white or just flesh? I'm not going to say whether it was pink or chowder, but I'm sure there was a bit of both involved. Gross! <laughs> <laughs> When I got there, there were some people from PlayStation. There were some people from the wiki. I think I overheard them say they were from the Dragon Age wiki. Now, this was a group of people. That was the only other girl that was there that I saw. But I was really wasn't paying attention to many other people. <laughs> and there were a couple of YouTube video people. There was that guy, Not Happy Joseph. Really? <laughs> No, please. Con I'm sorry. I took great pleasure in pretending I didn't know who he was. <laughs> uh, he... Uh... It was nice, but it was fun pretending that I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I was like, right. what's your name again? And what do you do? Uh, and then I met a guy from Wiki Game Guides, John, and I got to talk with him the most because he was actually social and said, you know, let's all go have drinks and all that kind of stuff. So we got to talk about that. He should be a guest on the show sometime soon. See, we're allowed to show up to an hour of what we recorded. He's already done so. I have said before, I don't do or know much about video. I still have to learn about it. And plus, everybody else is going to do a better job. So I left him at it. And apparently, he might need some help with some of the Dragon Age fans. <laughs> that poor guy. Hopefully he should be on one of the next shows that we can talk more about it because he can help me out with remembering what went on. Oh yeah, I, aside from the wiki people, the Dragon Age wiki people, I was pretty much the only one that really knew Dragon Age there. And that really that shocked me. That doesn't surprise me, honestly. That shocked the hell out of me because, I mean, I was talking to these people, you know, afterward and they didn't know who Honora was when I'd mentioned her or whatnot. And I was just going, what's going on? And then John had explained to me, he was like, well, a lot of us, we do a lot of videos, so we don't remember absolutely everything. And that's when I started bragging on you because you're the guy that remembers everything. I love, I love what I do. I'm doing it for the love. Okay, so the thing I learned, because I had not been paying attention to Dragon Age Keep. I didn't know what it was. And so for some reason, when I signed up this Twitter account, the Dragon Age OTR, I saw it in my suggestions and I thought, oh, this is just some people, the way it was described, it, it sounded like just a bunch of people that were fans and, you know, you wanted to recreate your story. I did not realize until I interviewed Mike Laidlaw, who was the creative director, I did not realize that it was a real thing and you need to do this. Now, why do we need to do this, Road? Well, the keep... I wouldn't say it's necessarily a necessity, but it's pretty damn awesome. Uh, it was built by another team within the Dragon Age team, and what it does is 
basically you can load up your saves from the previous two games into the keep and kind of define your own story. Now, you know why? Why? Because you cannot import your saves. Oh, right, yeah. I was shocked by that. Yeah, which I, I don't really so much have a problem with, honestly. It is an awesome way for you to, even if you don't have save games, you can go in there and just plug away and make the story you want to make. And then you can share it with your friends. Oh, you can share it with your friends. Why haven't you shared it with me? Am I not your friend? You haven't friended me yet. Oh. I don't have your origin ID. Uh, the long and short of that one is, yes, go ahead and do the keep if you care about your previous saves. Because, I mean, well, it was 2011 when Dragon Age 2 came out. I always reach for my arm, my left arm, because when I say 2011 in regards to Dragon Age, because I had my car accident in 2011, and when yeah. I could not go to work, I played Dragon Age 2 all day. <laughs> and I was on hydrocodone, and it was great. <laughs> That sounds delightful. You played it. Hi. I would highly recommend it, except for the car wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I think I can kind of understand where you're coming from on that. <laughs> but I couldn't do anything else because you're not supposed to use heavy machinery or anything else when you're all that stuff. So I was like, how about this is light machinery. I'm going to use the Xbox and we're going to play some Dragon <laughs> which is why I know the story so well. da 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 because it was so long ago and platforms have changed and all that kind of stuff, I can understand why it would be hard for people to upload their old saves. I, I think it's a great idea. It's just I think they need to advertise it a little bit differently and tell people, look, we don't import this. You know, you're going to have to do this if you want your own story. But anyway, the best parts. Okay. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will say that the combat is as intense as it is in DA2, which I love. Right. Some people don't like to hear that because they hear DA2 and they're like, Ugh. especially Varwin. I was telling him, although I wasn't supposed to say anything till November 6th, I can still tell my boss from QGN, right? Sure. Yeah, via text. It wasn't public. So I told him that and he just instantly turned off because he heard Dragon Age 2, which of course I wanted to smack him, but he was on the other side of the country and I could not do so. That's the best part of DA2. Don't you agree? Well, I like the story, but the combat, it's that good, isn't it? The combat was more active. I wouldn't say it was Better. I still prefer oh, the the style of Dragon Age Origins. There was a lot that was wrong with Dragon Age 2. I don't think it had anything to do with the combat. I thought the combat was superb. Well, mostly because of the mages. Those mages, whoever choreographed all of that mage stuff, bravo! But the sound and everything that went with it, absolutely wonderful. That was great. Like I said, I did not like the character selection. And I gotta tell you... Whoever is designing these female hairstyles, you stop it. You get out of that. You stop doing it. <laughs> no, no. I had to ask them, okay, are mods allowable in this? And they said with this new Frostbite engine, or I don't know anything about the engines or anything. But what they said was with the new Frostbite engine, they don't know if people are going to know how to do mods. But then I said, well, you know, if they figure it out, is that allowable? They said, absolutely. So I said, fuck Yeah. <laughs> Because those hairstyles are freaking awful. Oh, and they decided to do something. Okay, I didn't notice that Cassandra, she was in DA2. And of course, that was 10 years yep. before this. But it's not that time has not done her well. But they decided to give her a huge fucking scar on her face. Like out of nowhere. I hope there's a story behind it. Because staring at that bitch, it was so off-putting. And by bitch. She means the scar, not Cassandra. No, both. I, uh, no. Oh. Oh. <sighs> oh. I, mm, she's Orlesian. 
and she's well, so yeah. Orlesian. And then she yeah. and Liliana, which you get, I mean, you get a lot of dialogue with them in the beginning. And it's just, I failed French twice. I don't want to have to relearn it to play the game. <laughs> They're so fucking French. <laughs> and they are. There was a contest from Dragon Age to win a copy of Inquisition, and it lasted about a week or so. Now, unfortunately, this was the week I was really, really busy, so I couldn't do anything about it. But it was a contest to design a movie poster for Dragon Age Inquisition. Yes. My idea was fucking brilliant. Scarface with Cassandra's face on. Oh. It would have won! Have you seen that one I did for Avarwin? Avarface? I don't think I have. Oh my god, I'm so good. <laughs> and confident, too. Well, when you're that good, now I gotta look at <laughs> I suppose. No, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Make up your mind! While you look, I'm going to play with my beard. Ladies and gentlemen, Rode has a beard. Kind of. It's getting there. He's got, it's a little bit more than Peach Fuzz. A little bit. The hair's like an inch long. <gasps> no, <laughs> really? And how long is it taking you? <laughs> This is, uh, like, five weeks or, or... Oh, that's so cute! It's getting there. It's thick, too. I love it. You sound so proud of yourself. Oh, dude, I am. You have no idea. Like, my pride and glory all before was my sideburns, because those things got monstrous. Now, did you want the sideburns because of Wolverine? No, I've had those for, like, well... I don't know, it might have been an influence back then, watching the 90s cartoon. Hell yeah. Now, can you do an impression of Storm from 90s cartoon? Um, no. Try it. No. Please? No. I don't even remember the sound of her voice. I can't do it. Wind, rain, come to my aid. That was really good, actually. That sounded just like her. That's how she always talked. It was horrible. But using my uh, Inquisition powers, I was doing that in my head. It was kind of awesome. I really liked the mage powers. Now, the only companions that I got were Bald Elf. Solus. And Cassandra and Varric. Solus. Solus. Which sounds like Solus. Is that a thing? Is that really going to be... Is he going to be Solus? No, no, no. It's just okay. his name is Solus, but it sounds like I've heard people say it, and it sounds like they're saying soulless. Yeah, but what if he's like a mage? Because he is apostate. No, he's not. He's a hermit. He's not. He's a hermit. And but an elf. you don't know what he's been doing behind <laughs> closed doors. Well, I can tell you, he knows more about the fade rifts than you do. Yes, he does. And that was. Oh, I hate bringing up the stuff that I didn't like, but there were some interface issues that I really had troubles with, and I did break the game at one point and they had to come fix it. Oh, you destroyed Dragon Age. <laughs> if, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if the game gets delayed again, I'm blaming you. It was pretty bad. There was some point it where I couldn't It can't be delayed switch. because the game went gold, but I'm just saying. Yeah. And by went gold, by the way, we mean it has shipped, right? Means it is off to the presses, being shipped. Yep. Because I always get confused when they say that and I'm like, they've already sold how many? <laughs> That's how it works. So that's enough of that. I want to get on to basically the Road show because Road has been diligently replaying these DLCs from Origins. Well, to be fair, I only played the one that mattered. Okay, wait, wait, wait. No, I would say I would not say diligently. I would say until ESO Update 5 came out, you were pretty much on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then ESO happened. Now you played Awakening. Yes, I did. I almost said, let's not 
cover this or let's do about 10 minutes on it because a i didn't have time to play it again i've played it several times but i didn't have time to play it again and then i thought well then i'd have to do all the dlc and then I'm, but if i don't remember what's in this dlc then why would we even really go over it because it's probably not relevant to much then when you had said let's at least cover awakening and witch hunt i figured that might be relevant definitely I didn't realize how relevant Awakening would be until I read The Calling, because of why? Well, because of The Architect. Ha! The Architect is, I wouldn't say necessarily the primary antagonist, but that's what you're led to believe. He's an antagonist, in a manner of speaking. Now, who would you say the primary is? The Broodmother? Definitely the mother, yes. Oh, okay. I had forgotten yeah. about the broodmother. I just remember the architect. Now, no. you do this after you play Origins. Right. Well, you can either transfer your warden from Origins to be playable in this game, or you can choose a new person. Now, if you transfer the save game from your previous play of Origins and the warden died, you will have to create a new warden, which will be an Orlesian warden sent to Ferelden to be the warden commander of Ferelden. Now, thank God that your character cannot talk in Origins because you would have that stupid accent. Yes. We are French. We have that stupid accent. I'm Orlesian. I would stay here by the Warrens to do the thing. And we just lost all of our French listeners. And Tegan. And about half the Canadians. Oh, yeah. We don't want to piss off the Canadians. It's hard to. They're very nice. I know. They're so polite. Even if we did, they wouldn't tell us. I know. So we begin at Vigil's Keep. The Warden's being escorted by a potential Warden candidate. Rather, someone who's going to be recruited and take the joining. And as you approach the keep, you notice it's under attack by Darkspawn. Lots of them. And the soldiers that are already there, I played a little bit last night. The soldiers that are already there are getting their ass handed. <laughs> now, I will say, because I'm going off of my previous uh, save as the uh, the mage, uh, the spirit healing mage that I've been playing up until now, um, I was able to go in that and save every single one of the troops that were still alive. None of them got killed. I was able to do that. You want to know why? Because I was trying to get through it so fast. I just wanted to know the story before I decided, hey, I'll just talk about what I did in California and Rode can explain it. <laughs> but I, I was going, um, it was run script, ZZ, kill all hostiles. <laughs> well, that's, that's one way to do it. That was the way to do it. <laughs> so while you're there, you take over the keep, you go up to the top, or actually, I, I shouldn't just skip all the way through the keep. Because you meet Augrim there. What, will you meet somebody else? <sighs> Nobody else matters. You know what? Oh, Anders, will you came? Oh, yeah. Him. Oh, and you meet him and he has a fun personality. Yeah, I guess. You know what? Your lack of enthusiasm for him is... Well, see, I used to like Anders, and then DA2 happened. Uh, which has been titled, as you are aware, Damn it, Anders! Dragon Age Origins, that's a lot of dark spawn. Dragon Age 2, Damn it, Anders! Dragon Age Inquisition, what the fuck is going on? That's so goddamn true! I know, that's why I retweeted it. <gasps> I retweeted the hell out of it. I couldn't hit that retweet button hard enough. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know what, uh, really, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that the game was going live so so quickly, I kept saying, well, maybe they'll change this, maybe they'll change that, because I'm used to MMOs now. And I know John was saying, they're not going to change it. It's already being printed, right? You know that. He kept having to tell me. Now, I was having a few drinks at the time, so I repeated myself a lot, but I was like, maybe they'll change this. No. 
I don't know what the fuck was going on. Clearly. There was a green light. It's coming out of your hand. That's all green I know. Green light, red light. Green light, red light. In buckets. Oh my god, can you imagine with that green shit coming out of your hand? You've seen the like, pictures of that or whatever gameplay, right? Yeah, it, it's his ability to draw in the fade rifts and close them and absorb their power. Well, he's got that in his hand. Now, what happens when the guy jacks off? Is this just like a strobe light going on? <laughs> I'm sure he switch hits. <laughs> Way to throw everything off. Okay, Ogren. So, we meet Anders. Speaking of jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going uh... well. So, we meet Anders, and then we meet Ogryn, and only one of them matters. I'll give you a hint. They have red hair. <sighs> you know what? What? You're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've established that already. I don't give a shit about Ogryn. Oh, God, I said that out loud. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Watch out for Schleetz. What? <laughs> Schleetz. I have no idea what that is. Uh, a guard at the keep told Ogryn that, uh... Schleets are creatures that look like pants, and they what? come at you when you when you uh, least expect it. Yes, you need to go play Awakening and have some conversations with Ogren. Learn more. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, so you start off. You meet well. You meet Anders. A. Okay, I'm going to go into this. I don't care. I know you want to go into Ogren. <laughs> Gross. But first of all, Anders, you find him. He has just killed a bunch of Darkspawn and guards, from what I remember. Is that correct? No, he was being held there because he's an escaped convict apostate that keeps running away from the circle of magi. But he's always welcomed back by Erwin. He was supposed to be a circle mage, but he keeps running away. And if you are a mage, he says, hey, I remember you. Yep. <laughs> Which I was playing a mage, so I got that. Yep. But uh, the Templar got murdered by the Darkspawn. And Ooh. then after they're dead, he stepped in and fought everything. And killed them all. So And he has a personality. I just, yeah. Uh, yeah. He does. Up also, he wants to bang neck. myself and the chick that I was with, the other warden girl. It starts with an M. Uh, must be dead. Spoiler! Mortuary! <laughs> Murdered! <laughs> Moira! I don't know what her name I forgot what her name was. It doesn't matter because she's dead. Uh, so, yes, your companion with you, she dies! Go figure. Right after you meet Ogren. And, well, save the place and everything. So anyway, we get our companions, we get... Anders, uh, the woman who will be dead soon enough, and Ogren. You go to the top of the keep, where your seneschal is being held captive by Darkspawn, one of which is talking, which is really, really weird. And what is the seneschal? The seneschal is the person who helps you run things around the keep. That's their job. And if you play Dragon Age 2, there's seneschal Bran, who is fine! Okay. Yeah. He's a ginger of the best quality. He's no Tegan. He is no Tegan. <laughs> He's no Tegan. Tegan! Looks a lot like him. Same hairstyle, but, you know, whatever. Well, not same hairstyle, but close enough. Oh, God. Can you imagine being a sandwich with this two of those? Not really. Aren't you a ginger? No, I'm not. <laughs> you keep calling me that. I'm not. So, anyway. There's that word again. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My co-worker said exactly today, and I thought, oh, my God, she's been listening to you. <laughs> okay. You kill all the Darkspawn. So we kill all the Darkspawn, save the Seneschal, rid the, the world of evil for at least another five minutes, and as we settle things down, a formation of guards comes charging up to the gates, led by none other than King Alistair, or insert option here. Oh, I'd like to... Yes. Um, and if you are married to him, he misses you very much, but and then he's like, yeah, you gotta go work. I'm like, motherfucker. 
Aren't I supposed to be working on babies for you? Yeah, and then you respond with, why don't you go do it sometime? Oh, damn! Aww. Aww. You're in trouble. You are a yep. jerk. I am trouble. Episode 7, Why Road is a Jerk. Yep, because Anders sucks. Uh, well, he does. If, if you're a male... Well, mm-hmm. That's actually true. Mm-hmm. It's so hot. <laughs> Here's the thing. You've got to do a lot of things in this game. You've got to manage the people of the, well, the place you're given. You are given all of uh, Arl Howe's territories. The Howe's territories as a whole are given to you. The Warden Commander. Amaranthine, right? Yes. Amaranthine, the city of Amaranthine and so forth. is all your responsibility. I like it when you ask somebody, you say, who's in charge here? You know, he's the leader of this place. And I'm like, no, bitch, I'm the leader of this place. I get really angry because I'm like, hey, this is my territory. Whatever. This is mine and you'll not have it. Only I say it much more feminine. Can you do it much more femininely? This is mine and you will not have it. Okay, the Lollipop Guild auditions are way over. You really... <laughs> we represent the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild. Is that you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was awesome. I might have done that one a few times. So, that happened. Yes, it did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's like the morning after a bad date. That happened. Yes, it did. (laughs) Which, unfortunately, I've said before. (laughs) I'll let the Oompa Loompas know. So, you are charged with the safekeeping of Amaranthine, the surrounding territories, and all the lands that, well, were Arl Howe's responsibility up until you murdered him in the face. (laughs) (sighs) As... Was your right. So much murder death was tossed around. Now, there's a couple of things going on here. First off, Vigil's Keep is kind of a dump. So, what you need to do is improve the defenses. Which means you talk to a dwarf. The dwarf tells you, hey, you humans aren't bad at building things for a bunch of children. Let the real man show you how it's done. And, you know what? You just do what he says, because he's right. Now, you also need to increase trade, which means finding merchants throughout the world, or at least your little section of it, and inviting them to the keep. You'll find some in really weird places, one of which is a Kunari. Just putting that out there. One of them is a Kunari. And you find him in a really weird place. I don't remember that at all. Is it in the back of a Volkswagen? (laughs) No, it's, uh... It's actually right where you're gonna find the architect, down in the bottoms of a catacomb. Really? Yes. So, anyway. 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 So, you also find out that uh, there might still be Darkspawn out and about in the cellars. Well, here's the thing. There are Darkspawn coming out of the cellars because the cellars are connected to the deep roads and they're just kind of pouring in there. So you have to find a way to shut that operation down. And that's fun. As you uh, go back and forth from the lands and come back, you know, doing your thing, just like you would by building an army, going to various locations and going back to your camp, your camp this time being a freaking keep. Hell yeah. Which also has its own merchants. Don't you see merchants from Origins? Wade. Yes, you see Wade. And his pseudo-lover that I don't know. (laughs) I kind of had that vibe this time around, honestly. The last time, not so much. This time, yeah. (laughs) And Wade is just as feisty as normal and... He makes you some freaking awesome stuff. I saw your stream when you got that, and you were like, this looks awesome. You're such a dude. And then I gave the giant 
glowing sword to Ogren because hell yes. <laughs> he knows how to use both hands. Oh my goodness. Now you get some more skills, don't you? Because I remember trying to outfit him with... Yes. Yeah. And you also get to Runecraft, which by the way, you can do in Dragon Age 3 or Inquisition. Yes. And you can do runes for clothing. You can also do them for weapons, obviously. Which, the best rune you could ever make is the hail rune. Hail, yeah. Mm, I guess. I found some... There. See, here's the thing. Is throughout the world, you're also going to stumble upon runes just out and about when exploring. And uh, some of those runes actually require you to combine multiple different other types of runes to create those runes rather than just using the crafting materials to produce runes. Runes or ruins? Runes. 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 Not ruins. I have to admit that's a hard word to say. Okay. Well, it's because English is screwed. So, yes. You, uh, like, one of them I know gives you plus, I think, three damage from every damage, elemental damage type. So you just hit something and hit it with, like, all the different damage types. So really, are you getting nine extra damage? Like, total damage? Uh, I think it's actually 12 extra damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot. But anyway, it's it's just fun things like that. Uh, there's stuff that, you know, increases your attack speed, increases your movement speed, increases, you know, whatever else. I don't think movement speed's one of them, but it, it should be. It, it really should be, because these games, man, you move so slowly. Which, by the way, DA3, you move a little bit faster, but you also get a horse! Oh, yes. Among other things. Like Ahala. Oh, that would be so cool! Um, with the horse... I like the way you ride a horse, like in other games, I know Elder Scrolls and Skyrim to judge by, but the horse riding feels right. And that sounds really gross, but <laughs> it just, it feels better by a horse. You heard it here first, folks. Anyway. That's definitely a thing. Oh, and you get stamina potions, which are wonderful because of Ogryn. Yes, that is definitely something that should have been in the game that in the previous needed. version. You get mana potions, but you don't get stamina salves or anything yeah. like that. That's and plus, weird. with all the warrior abilities, you're going to be using stamina like a mofo. And if you want to use, I think it's Berserker or maybe Blood... Well, is there a Blood one? Mm. Oh, that's a talent. You get... Uh, well, there, yeah, there's new advanced... Or not advanced classes, but new specializations oh, that yeah, come out uh, there. Oh, yeah, Guardians and Spirit... Spirit Warrior? Yeah! Uh, yeah. For the rogues, you get Legionnaire, Scout, or Shadow... Legionnaire Scout, do it. Trust me on that one. Uh, mages get Battle Mages and Keeper. It's kind of awesome. Oh, Keeper is the one where you have the vines that come out from you. Okay, yeah. Yep. Which is also really good. Uh, but, uh, I mean, there's 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 pros and cons for each of these, so you just need to decide which one's best suited for your playstyle if you decide to use those. Period. Yes, and you do get those in Dragon Age 2. I mean, you get variations of those, but uh, in Dragon Age 2, they're done a little bit better. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, this was like a test for it. It, it definitely, uh, you could see the advancements made in Dragon Age 2 with similar systems. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you met Ogryn, you met Anders, and from what I remember, you get to go make Grey Wardens. Yes, so you get to do the joining ritual, which uh, your three companions will go through. And as stated before, the the uh, who's the woman whose name I've forgotten, she dies. She dies. It starts with an M. I remember that much. She dies. Anders passes out, and Ogrim drinks the entire <laughs> freaking chalice and burps and goes about his business like nothing happened. It's freaking awesome. So that happened. 
And we move on, and suddenly you've got Grey Wardens everywhere. But that's part of what you're there to do, is you're in Amaranthine taking over this whole thing so that you can actually rebuild the Grey Wardens order in Ferelden. That's yeah. that's your goal, is to establish a foothold there. If you marry Alistair, he gives you that as a wedding present. I'm like, dude, you better give me some jewelry or something. You're giving me a job. This is what you'll be doing for the next while. Now go away. I've got kingly business to attend to. His kingly business is to make a freaking baby. That's what the first thing he needed to do. Hmm. <sighs> well, I guess. That's right. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, from here... You need to go out and about and find out what's going on with these organized... Mahari. Darkspawn. Well, who what? Mahari is her name. Mahari. Well, she's dead, so uh, rest in peace. This is... You're awful. No proof can be shown of her existence. Okay. Oh, I'm, lo- I'm looking at her name right now. It was right in front of me. Oh. oh. It doesn't matter. She's dead. So anyway, let's go to the dungeons now, because that's, the, that's just the proper place to go. You go to the dungeons, where you find out... If you've read uh, one of the comics leading up to Awakening, that there's a how down there. Nathaniel How, son of Arrendon How, who you killed, you bastard murderer. And uh, you can choose what to do with him. You can kill him, punish him, uh, give him his, give him his possessions and some of the possessions that were rightfully his in the How estate, and let him go about his business, which is the right thing to do. I would really like to give him shampoo. Hmm. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, Nathaniel, who I think is actually one of my favorite characters from this uh, expansion, honestly. I can tell. <laughs> I don't he's, know why. I could just tell. He's a, uh, well, I mean, he's a badass rogue first off. You know, he, he was out and about exploring the world, uh, training in the free marches when everything in Ferelden went down. He came home to find out that his father had been murdered and, you know, he, uh, Really, what what ends up happening in the end is he was completely blind to just how depraved and evil his father had actually always been. But he eventually, if you go through the right conversation choices and, you know, treat him like a friend, realizes that his father was wrong the whole time and pretty much thanks you for putting that evil to rest. Ooh, that's why you like him. Well, yeah, because he also liked the fact that his dad was dead, rightfully so. Um... And, you know, you find out a lot of interesting things about the How lineage and all that. Like, his grandfather was actually a Grey Warden, quote-unquote. And you get his sword. His bow. Or his, his bow, bow, I'm sorry. It's his bow. I'm thinking about his sword because he's kind of hot. Yes, the family bow, which is enchanted and can only be used by a member of the How lineage. Ooh. Yes. I'm going to do that it's... with, like, my games and my possessions. I'll be like, I'm going to enchant this <laughs> so you can't use it. The bow can only be released and, you know, strung and put together by someone who knows uh, how to do it from the Howe family. Now, for some reason, when I was playing Dragon... I remember something from Dragon Age 2. Maybe it's just because Sebastian has a bow like that where only he can have it. I mean, I don't know if it was enchanted, but you can only assign it to him. Uh, maybe that's why I thought of it. Maybe you can... No, well, you it's, can get it's, a Howe bow. Mm, I don't think so, no. But going through... You go out and about, and really, you know, playing the mage, it was kind of obvious to get how, because, I mean, you need a rogue. There's lots of locks to be picked in the game, and if you don't have a rogue, then you're going to miss out on a lot of awesome stuff. So, let's actually get into this. So, there's a lot of places you can explore, and, you know, you're going to have a lot of courtly duties 
once you, you know, explore an area, then come back. Um, there's a lot of quests throughout the game. A lot of these tie into making your entire fiefdom, or whatever you want to call it, better. Or, you know, you, you've got to make some hard decisions, like where to distribute your guards to, to best protect your people. Um, even the one of the final choices you make in the game is, you know, kind of pivotal as to what to do. I remember being very torn because the nobles will talk to you or or at least the people of note will explain their side. And I, I really like how everybody really has a point. But it's all very politically done, too. Now, they're telling you what they want you to hear, but there's a lot of stuff behind that because these are all politicians. They're not going to tell you the whole truth at any point. But even if they lie about the other ones, they're going to spin it in their direction. So you really don't know who to trust. So you really have to go on your own instinct, which I think is brilliant. Right. So you've got to, you know, you've got to really decide whether you want to trust these guys or not and uh, make decisions accordingly, which will, you know, at certain points cause uprisings. And you need to kind of deal with these how best you feel you should, which can make you seem too merciful, uh, easygoing, a tyrant, you know, all these things are going to be reflected on you in the end. Every decision is actually going to matter in some way or another. Love it. Love it. So let's just go through the different areas. Now, first off, you want to go to the city of Amaranthine because, you know, you've you've heard that there can be some leads as to what's going on with the Darkspawn there. So you go there and you find out the city of Amaranthine's got its own problems, whether it's smugglers or, you know, the Chantry's got issues there's a lot of stuff going on. Were there kids or people that were posing as orphans or something? Yes. Yes. And uh, I think one of the fun things about that is the the people posing as orphans and, you know, getting money from you and all that, at some point end up getting so moved by the fact that you uh, were so generous that they turn their life around and actually work for the betterment of other people. Oh. For a little and while, the, I'm and sure. Then the, like, well, no, no. The guy actually, uh, the one guy who was behind the whole thing. Did he knock up his girlfriend or something? <laughs> he ended up having like two kids, got married, uh, started a, a like a charity foundation, became a contributing member of society, just turned his life around completely. It was <laughs> one of the things where you're like, really? Okay, <laughs> I guess. All That's right. It's not going to last. So after you deal with some problems in the city of Amaranthine, I'll let you explore what those problems are, because they are aplenty. You can pick one of the many areas to go to, like Cal-Hiral, which would be, uh, I think that's in... Oh, which one was that? The Knotwood Hills, I think, is where you find the access to Cal-Hiral, which is another one of the uh, cities. Uh, the Dwarven cities, I'm sorry, Fortress, whatever you want to call it. There's the Black Marsh, uh, the Wending Wood... Which, in each of these locations, you're going to find a new companion. Kind of. Uh, One of them is uh, a little twisted. So let's go ahead and start off with Valana, the English elven mage. The STD of Awakening. <laughs> oh, please. She wasn't that bad. Oh, God. You know, I'm wasn't... afraid that one of the new companions in Dragon Age Inquisition is going to be like her, and I'm going to hate her. And I hope it's not... Sarah? Yeah. Uh, not so much. Okay, good. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't so. know anything about her, so I could be totally wrong. I don't, I don't think so at all. I hope not. So, Valana, a Dalish elf who you meet in the Wending Wood, when you're trying to find out why the merchants' caravans are being completely slaughtered, torn apart, whether it's bandits, whether it's Darkspawn, whether it's something else, turns out it's something else. It was Valana! 
because she was out there getting revenge um, on the dirty humans that slaughtered uh, a bunch of her clanmates. And turns out it wasn't actually the humans at all. It was actually the Darkspawn turning the Dalish against the humans, the humans against the Dalish. And it, you know what? It worked. It worked. So you have to convince her that, you know, she was wrong. And then you go and explore some nearby convenient cavern where you happen to fall into a trap. Which, by the way, is very often bugged. Always save your game before trying to go in there. I'm just warning um, people. I've okay. never actually had that. Uh, with all the problems I've had recently, uh, that's not one I have ever had. So that's good to know, though. Definitely good to know. So there you are captured by two people we've talked about several times before in previous shows. Who? The Architect and Utha. <gasps> yes, that little dwarf. Oh my god! And Utha said... <gasps> Nothing, because she has no tongue. That was the joke, damn it! <laughs> okay, so you go down... You, well, when you wake up, you're naked. You know, there's really a problem with these games. You wake up naked in the jail cell and not exactly sure what happened. It's a bit foggy. You might have been drugged. It might have been magic. It might have been both. It might have been magic drugs. And who was the soldier that was, more than likely, who was the person that was tasked with, oh, take off their armor, all of it? I mean, that's just so weird. Uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and say it's the person who greets you when you wake up, Valana's sister, who is suffering from the uh, the taint. You like it. Oh my god, you like it. I know you do. And it's really weird because there that that just seems a bit incestuous because Velana's there with you. Uh but let's go away from that. So you have to Yeah, uh, it's very weird. So you have to fight your way out, basically. And that means you have to go through the dark spawn, solve some riddles, solve some traps, uh find out that there's actually some people who are infected with the dark spawn taint that are wearing your gear. <laughs> And so you have to go by one, uh, first one, then the other, then the last two of your, you know, clones, essentially, that use probably the same powers as you with all of your beefy-ass gear, and, uh, murder them for taking your stuff. Luckily, I'm a mage that's, well, centered around making sure people can't do things, and I slaughter them all. Wasn't really a big issue for me. You had all these kind of buffs on you, and you were walking through, and you were like, oh, that's funny, they want to fight me. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, please, I'll just stop wearing gear. Don't don't worry about me. I don't need it. Naked Nord in Dragon Age. Yeah, pretty much. That's Naked Nord at Naked Nord on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, follow it. He's really hot, by the way. You made a good looking character. Isn't he? He's awesome. He's like the complete opposite of me. It's great. Uh, oh, <laughs> as in the fact that I do him. <laughs> Sad. I wrote a song about him. Shut up. You did. It was great. Nobody else got it. I know, that's so sad. Just because I mentioned Argonians, yeah. they were all like, Aah! Anyway. So, once you get down there, you have to fight your way out. You fight your way out. You fight some dragons. At some point, well, actually, right before fighting the dragons, you run into a Kanari merchant, and you can convince him to come to your keep. You should probably do that. Does he have any good stuff? I Once you, he gets the keep, he actually doesn't open a shop. He's just there. But that works in the game toward actually increasing revenue. Oh, yeah. So. Wasn't there a thief? Thief. What? It wasn't the Black Fox, was it? Because that's in, in Oblivion. I don't know. There's a, some kind of thief that turns out, I think, to be Alistair, but I'm not sure. No, the thief was Nathaniel. 
Yeah, that's how he got in the jail cell, because the wardens captured him, and it took four wardens to take him down. I guess I probably should have mentioned, too, that uh, at the Warden's Keep, all the previous wardens were dead and dragged away. So, anyway, so we go, <laughs> with that in mind, you talk to the architect, who is all very mysterious and magical, and says some things, then wanders off and uses his magic to close the cave behind him, he and Utha, and uh, this sister. And uh, has a very ill-placed lip ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks uh, a bit inconvenient. Yeah. Um, Not to mention the mask that shows he has no eyes. Because there's no eye holes for him to see through. So well, there's, he must have uh, there's no eyes. need he can feel. But, of course, in the calling, he does say that he can see things. And I didn't really understand. Because they're underground creatures, I thought that they would shy away from light. But he gives li- He says something to... Uh, Genevieve's brother, Bregan. He says something to Bregan about the light is hurting your eyes, but it, they weren't hurting the architects. It was really weird. I didn't understand it. But anyway, sorry. He uses the force to see. Well, that's that a works. damn good darkspawn, though. Mm, if he is a darkspawn. He's a darkspawn. Mm. He says he is one. And to call he him, says least. he is, but maybe he's not. Oh, God, don't ruin anything for me. Now I'm starting to read into it. Damn it. I'm not I'm not re- ruining anything. I'm just speculating. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm just speculating. We'll get to that when we do our Dragon Age 2 episode, though. I'm so excited for that. Back on tasks. So you escape there. You go back to the keep. You do some things. Then you go out somewhere else and do more things, such as, uh, hmm, where can we go next? I know. Let's go to the Black Marsh. Because there's rumor that there's another warden still alive out there that wasn't at the keep when the keep got attacked and all the wardens died. Oh my god! So we go to the Black Marsh, and already things, the moment you walk in there, things just don't look good. You have a bad feeling about this? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a tad, yes. They might as well say that. (laughs) I got a bad feeling about this. (laughs) It, It could be that, you know, everything's dark and creepy and twisted and there's blight wolves running around everywhere and then there's blight werewolves running around everywhere and you know stuff just gets crazy so you go through and you find the ruins of what used to be a village and it's all you know kind of decrepit and inhospitable (laughs) and you keep wandering through you keep wandering through and you eventually stumble on some really weird looking darkspawn Called children or something like yes, children, children, freely children. Children are dogs fond. Yeah, uh, well, uh, that's true. <laughs> and these things are—they're like giant grubs with talons erupting out of everything. Gross. And they're vile looking, but you know, you do what you have to do. You eventually stumble on a corpse, and that corpse is of none other than Kristoff, the dark. Or the end of the dark. The guy from Frozen? Uh, yeah, he deserved to die, too, so that's fine. Well, he had to let it go, I mean. <laughs> uh, we should just let that part go entirely, yes. <laughs> Not cutting So, Kristoff <laughs> is there, dead. And that's when another talking darkspawn appears and says that the mother needs you to disappear. Yeah, who highly relies on his mother. I mean, he's very... She needs to cut the apron strings. He's very much a mama's darkspawn. He's a mama spawn. He's a mama spawn. Very much a mama spawn. Mama said, mama said, my mama said, mama said that. My mama said that. Mama said, my mama said, mama said. Mama said, you need to go to the Fade. And then she <laughs> sent both of them to the Fade. The Fade's a table. And so you go to the Fade. You're sucked into the Fade. 
and that that kind of sucks. You're trapped there. But while you're there, you fight your way back to the village, and hey, look, the village is there, and things are going on. And you find everyone gather around the gates to the the manor there of whoever is the leader of this village, and there you find a spirit that looks just like the uh, what was he, the spirit of honor or something from the uh, from the mages origin story valor or something valor that's what it was the okay. spirit of valor it's a you know a spirit of a, a what looks to be a knight this one is justice and justice demands that justice be served and that the tyrant hiding behind those walls be brought to justice everything's about justice 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 just this so that's what i said <laughs> as i took my sword and shoved it through him uh that did, oh. that didn't actually happen but i thought about it also, I don't use a sword; it's a staff. But yeah, anyway. Well, some people call it us. Some people. Call it. Yeah. So you you eventually go into the keep where the baroness, who is the ruler of this little quaint town, is wondering why everyone hates her, and she's very vain. And it could be because she killed a bunch of children and, and bathed in their blood to stay looking young. I mean, why would anyone be upset with that? And then the village murdered her. There is nothing wrong with that. The advances in technology and beauty things. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Bloody Mary. I know, it's, it's very Bloody Mary, but you know what? A girl's got to yes. do what a girl's got to do. Well, it resulted in her getting stabbed many, many times by the people that were supposedly supposed to serve her. You know what? They make a cream for those scars now. <laughs> uh, you should let Cassandra know. And get back <laughs> That's right! Oh, and while you're at it, uh, rub a little bit on uh, on Colin's face, too, because he's got one, too. Hers is worse. That's sad. So, you end up uh, having to eventually, uh, well, after listening to a lot of dialogue, blah, 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 fight a bunch of stuff, Baroness uh, used her power when she died to suck everyone in the Fade, and boom, there you are. Everyone's trapped in the Fade forever. <laughs> Sucked everyone in the all of them. <laughs> she she uses another a last bit of desperate magic to cast everyone out of the fade and ends up herself launching out of the fade into the real world. And unfortunately for justice, so did he. Oh. And he went to the nearest well body, as it were, when he was ejected from the fade, and he gets trapped in the corpse of Kristoff. Which is kind of sad. But uh, anyway, so we go and uh, fight the, the Baroness, and she dies. Because she went up against me, and she dies. So we have another companion. Kristoff, or, or Justice, or uh, Corpse Man, or whatever. It's so sad, because you're walking around with a guy that is falling apart. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like he's going to lose a finger at any point. It's like he's a leper or something. Yeah, he is a leper. Like, like Beetlejuice, when, <laughs> <laughs> when the dude loses his jaw because his body's falling apart. Yes. Very quaint. So, after defeating the Baron, uh, Baroness, rather, yes, the Baron S. After defeating her, you have some dialogue with Kristoff, or Justice, or whatever you want to call him. Let's just refer to him as Justice, even though I always call him Kristoff. It's kind of weird. Uh, after talking to Justice, Justice has no idea what he's going to do in the realm of mortals, and so you can kind of, you know, just add him to your party and talk to him and guide him a spirit of the Fade into how things are supposed to be. And honestly, some of the conversation choices you can have with him right. kind of make it almost seem like he's leaning toward becoming a demon. So it's kind of... It, yeah, it's, it's kind of your... 
Because, you know, demons are all about obsessions. Whereas the spirits are kind of, you know, they don't obsess over the mortal world because they pity the mortal world. Whereas the demons are very, not just envious, but jealous of the mortal world. But, well, as long as he's going to be in human form, he, is he stuck there? I think he's stuck. Yes. Yes, he's stuck. Because just relieving him of the body wouldn't send him back to the, the fade. So, yeah. He won't let Kristoff let it go. <laughs> he can't let Kristoff go. He can't. But he has to get used to where he is because he realizes I'm going to be here for a while. Yes. So I would be curious as he was from what I remember of the world around me. I mean, he wasn't really sure about how things work because remember he is from the fade and things in the fade are kind of random thoughts and disjointed thoughts from humans. So he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. It's because the dreams, dreams are connected to the fade. Right. And it's through dreams that demons are able to kind of extrapolate information and, kind of build what we see in the fade when we go there so that's what he's had before i don't think it's just demons it's also spirits right well they don't they don't go out there necessarily looking for it but right you know they're not trying they're uh, like i said they pity the mortal world they don't they're not necessarily envious of it although i've always thought that justice anyway is a little bit straddling the line and I, yes i said straddling because justice for one person could not be justice for another so right well he's going off of his own you know pure form of justice where the righteous yes he he goes off of um having conversations like the idle chat between companions he talks about or rather talks to anders um curious why anders didn't punish those that you know, were enslaving him before. Meaning, why didn't he rise up against the uh, the Templar and the and the Circle? And so there's some interesting conversations there, which is very much foreshadowing for what happens in Dragon Age 2. Um, very much. The, the, the Having those two in the party and just listening to them talk was really interesting. Uh, while, while having Ogren in the party and hearing him talk with Justice was exceptionally entertaining. Oh, God. Now, doesn't his girlfriend show up? Ogren's girlfriend? Yes, Felsi at some point shows up. And you can kind of... kind of decide whether they actually get together again, or rather whether they stay together, whether they wander apart forever. Was he exiled there, or was he following you? I don't remember. No, he volunteered to go join the Wardens, and uh, Felsi was pissed about it. And they, they had a fight, and... Don't they have a son? Yes, they do. Because I remember one of the gifts you can find for Ogren is a little toy. Right. And I don't mean the good kind of toy that you can give to no. Anders. Which, no. by the way, you can give him a cat. Ah! Yes, you can. Sir Pouncelot. Sir Pouncelot! He loves the pussy that you gave him. Which, that's another thing. That's another thing right there. Is, uh, Justice and, uh, Anders fight about the cat. Oh, because really? Because he accuses... Yes, Justice accuses, uh... Uh, Anders of enslaving a inferior creature. Yes. So it you know it's it's incredibly interesting to listen to those guys go on about it. Oh, man, it's great. My biggest problem with this game is, of course, the elf bitch. I don't like her just because unless you really get into the story, you just don't see a connection with her because you're like, what? Why are you so angry? But then again, women are weird. But that and the fact that you're overpowered if you import your game and have been wrestling like I did. <laughs> That's just something that always bugged me about the game. But anyway, go on. But anyway. All right. So now we've got there. And uh, one of the things that I will note about this before moving on to the next section of the game is that when you return to the keep and, uh, you know, you have your chance to go speak with 
Kristoff, Justice, whoever. Kristoff's uh, wife, mm. or I should say widow, is there and, you know, kind of runs up to Kristoff, not realizing that this gaunt corpse-looking guy with, you know, pale eyes that look just nothing of death, and I'm sure didn't smell that pretty, but then again, coming from a bog, probably really wasn't, you know, that noticeable compared to the, the smells of the swamp or whatever. Uh runs up and doesn't quite understand why Kristoff uh, is not just going, Oh my god, my wife is here! So when when he has to explain that Kristoff is dead and he's a spirit inhabiting the body, she flips, and he feels terrible about it. As you should! Oh, for sure, but at some point you can, uh, later on down the road, go and find her in the city of Amaranthine. She's, I believe, praying in the temple. Uh, and after some conversations, she, she's had time to think about the situation... Uh, she basically says, get revenge for me. Which kind of, you can see, putting justice on the path of becoming vengeance. There is a fine line. There definitely is. See, you say that now, and then you accuse... An <sighs> okay. Nope. 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 There's a difference between killing a bunch of damn darkspawn and killing a bunch of clergymen and oh civilians. Oh my god, we're gonna go... <laughs> we'll get into that. You're gonna be fired after the next episode. <laughs> Okay. There's the difference between justice and terrorism. It's not one. Well, he wasn't inhabited by justice. It was vengeance. Okay. Which is a bad thing. I'm aware. I'm aware. <sighs> I can't wait to have this episode. I'm going to so fire you so many times during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever. I do what I want. I do what I want. So, going on to another point, you hear a rumor about Darkspawn wandering around and a, and a hole that kind of appeared in the ground leading down to the dark or to the deep roads. So, after following that, you find your way there to this area, and sure enough, there's a bunch of Darkspawn running around, and there's this great big gaping hole in the earth, which leads down to the deep roads. So, you follow your way down there, and before you even really enter the deep roads, what do you see? but a small dwarf in Legion of the Dead armor being dragged away by Darkspawn. So you proceed to kill the Darkspawn, and there you have Sigrun, member of the Legion of the Dead. In fact, the only surviving member of her contingent of the Legion of the Dead. And she wants revenge. So she sucks. <laughs> she sucks as a Legion member. She's a rogue. And I will say this in advance. If you decide to go into the Deep Roads and take her with you, well, you don't really... If you decide, you're going to do it either way. But I would highly suggest you take Nathaniel with you. Because even though she's a rogue, she sucks as a rogue. <laughs> she has no cunning at all. She's dexterity and constitution based. No cunning. And she can't pick locks. So if you want to pick locks, and trust me, you're going to want to pick locks, you need to bring Nathaniel with you. Unless, of course, you're a rogue yourself. Now, you know what? You can import your items from Dragon Age Origins, but Some. You're, you're not going to want to. The ones that are on you when you uh, do the closing ceremony crap, you can keep those, but you're going to get rid of them really quickly because the gear is way, way better. Mm, not entirely. I actually, I went through the entire game still wearing my uh, my epic dragon plate that I got from Wade in the first game because it gets up. A lot of the gear gets upgraded. It does, and including some of the uh, the DLC items that you can get from product codes and stuff like that, a lot of those will reappear, and they'll also be upgraded versions. And you can also put runes in them. Yes, you definitely can. 
Alright, so going down here, we find ourselves in Kalharal, which is completely overrun with Darkspawn, including new types, even more furious versions of the children, and lots of bad stuff happens down there. Now, Kalharal is one of those places as, uh, when you, you know, when you clear the keeps, uh, cellars, you find a mechanical door that could have shut off the, the deep roads from there. And uh, as your arc, your Dwarven Architect even says down there, had they had a chance to finish tweaking that door, Kalhiral would have also still been around, just like Orzammar. Oh, yeah, because he said it was crappy, and then you have to give him a crap load of gold to fix it. Yeah, it's like 80 Sovereigns, which yeah. Sovereigns are really not an issue in this game. Seriously, it's... I had, I, I think, total throughout all of that, I had around 1,000 Sovereigns. So. No, really? From And you didn't have any mods? No. You're kidding me. I looted everything. I did all the things. I I kicked the game's ass. It was pretty great. So anyway, you go down through Kalharal, and uh, you can either go right up the front steps and walk into a bunch of traps, or you can find the hidden entrance, which is not really that hard because it points out where the hidden entrance is. And go the long way, where you can find lots and lots of interesting things, lots of history, some ghosts and stuff happens down there. And really, it's just a really fun time, kind of. But again, lots of things to kill, including a giant freaking golem made of fire and steel and bad stuff. And yes, it's just it's all fun and games until everyone dies. Uh, <laughs> now, how many times did you die, Mister Overpowered? I don't know that I did. I don't know that I did. Honestly, I don't think I died. I bet you did. How many times did your companions die? Not that often either, because force field and lots of other things I use to preserve their lives. I I played very defense oriented, very supporty. I took your advice and and used the force field when I was trying to play, and I realized I don't like not being able to kill anything, or do anything. Or at least even well, one of my characters not to be able to do anything. I tried it. I don't um, like it. It's not a matter of not being able to do anything, it's a matter of how you use it. That's what she said. It's, it's how you use it, and it's pretty good. Alright, so you go down there, kill all the things, kill another one of the disciples. Uh, the disciples of the talking darkspawn, by the way. I guess I should have mentioned that. You started to, and I, of course, cut you off because I cut everybody off. You mentioned that, and because earlier the architect was the only one that could talk. I mean, well, according to the books, there are some that can talk. Usually the the magic wielders, I think it's Genlocks. So some of the magic users will be able to issue short commands, but not talk to you. Right. So they, they, they could not so much speak the common tongue, but they could, in their own primitive way, command other darkspawn. Right, like... <laughs> Yes, lots of barking is done. So yes, you can find uh, lots of fun things down there. There's a lot of things to explore. Uh, there's a golem down there that's attached to an anvil, and he punches broken pieces of gear together. Kind of weird. Lots of tomb raiding to do. So enjoy that. A couple of fun puzzles. And once you kill the giant inferno golem, you get his shell, which you can then turn into a piece of gear that... uh. Well, Wade wasn't really satisfied in. <laughs> it was really good. It just wasn't a set piece. So there's that. So once you get down to the bottom of this whole place, you find a pit full of broodmothers. And you drop something that's giant and explosive on them and they all die. 
Okay. It, it yeah, it's it was really fun to watch them just go and thus Sig runs like, "Well, I guess I should go back to being a Legion of the Dead and wander my way through until I die now." Kind of a waste, don't you think? So invite her to be a warden, just like you do everyone you meet. Except for Justice, because technically he's already a warden. So, yay! Now you've got yourself a small army of wardens to command things and do all the things with. Yeah, unlike the last game where there were only two. Two. Well, there was three and then he died shortly after. He was never a member of your party, but anyway. Should have been, though. We could have saved him. Yeah, he was pretty awesome. He does. He is. A, he has that Orlesian accent. <sighs> Absolutely. All right. Now here's the fun part. Once you've completed these areas and done lots of quests and everything, you find yourself with a problem. The dark spawn are attacking. Oh God forbid! <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do when the dark spawn attack? Well, you find out that they're marching on the city of Amaranthine. So you need to decide. Are you going to rush off to defend the city of Amaranthine? Or are you going to leave yourselves here at Vigil's Keep to defend Vigil's Keep? Now, if you've done everything you need to do, Vigil's Keep, you think, should be in pretty damn good shape, right? That's what I always decided. That's why every single time I've done it this way. And I've run off to the city of Amaranthine where, well, all of your people are. That's where they're hiding out. And by the time you get there, of course, the city is already overran. So you have to fight through all the darkspawn that are there, save all the people, and you find out that, of course, as expected, the keep did get attacked. And you're just like, well, what do you, what do you want to do? You can't really go off and help them because there's imminent threat here. So you continue defending the, the city, and then eventually you have to go and track down the source of what where these attacks are coming from, which is, of course, being led by the mother. The mother is a broodmother that was given thought, or independent thought, away from, you know, the song, as it's called, um, by none other than the father. The father, of course, being the architect. God forbid a woman has her own thoughts. God, Road. Yeah, well, this one went completely <laughs> insane and didn't want her own thoughts. She lost it, which is kind of a bit of a problem the architect has is not everyone takes to this his little ritual uh, as well as, well, some of his disciples did. And of course, the mother has her own disciples and sends them off to die or kills them on her own. Because she's crazy! And by the way, how many breasts does she have? 90. Yeah, she's got like 90. Probably 91, because I doubt it's an even number. It's crazy, because I remember coming back into your stream at that point where she was, and I thought, well, God, she looks weird, too. And then she opens her mouth, and it's like that thing from the new Star Trek, the 2009 Star Trek. The thing that looks like a vagina when it opens up and it's chasing Kirk. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Let's go to where you have to track down the mother. Now, you have to head off to the Dragon Bone Waste, as it's called. Yeah, that doesn't sound ominous at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Not not even a bit. So, there's a bunch of Darkspawn here. Surprise, surprise! You kill all them, and then you find yourself against a Vartarol. Vartarol? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I don't remember this. Okay, well, the Vartarol, you did fight one in Origins, so you should remember this. It's a giant-legged, like, spy, spider-like rock creature, which is from uh, Elven Lore. And a lot of elves don't even believe they actually exist. They think it's just a folktale or, a, you know. Ooh, oh, oh, those things. You see it in Dragon Age 2. Yes, you do. Yeah. 
So, yeah, you just keep seeing these legendary creatures and killing them. Just putting that out there. So, oh, right! The Dragonbone Waste. This is uh, one of the areas you have to go to in, uh... Yes, that's right. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Did you know that apparently some of these Vartaralls can smell if one is an elf, which helps them discern friendly mortals from enemies. Others, however, appear to attack anyone, regardless of whether they are elven or not. So they have a thing for the elves. Well, yeah, they're supposed to be the guardians of the elven people. So once you fight your way to there, you have to enter this lovely looking, what could have possibly been a ruin of some kind. I don't know if it was Deventer. I don't know if it was elven ruins. It doesn't matter. It's covered in broodmother goo. All over the place. Gross. Like Zergs. It's just growth everywhere. It's, 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 it's actually pretty nasty. And while you're going further and further in the depths of this hellhole, as we're going to refer to it as, you can find crystals. And you can find pedestals where you can place these crystals and unlock special powers from ancient to Vinter artifacts. Uh, basically, it's like a one-time use ability that you can get. Ah. Now, before you actually get down to the mother, you run into the architect again. And Utha appears above you, and the architect floats down to talk to you, and uh, basically says, Look, the mother is my fault. Gross. I need you to kill her. If I go there, things bad things are going to happen. You need to destroy her. She was a mistake. Uh, I wish that she wouldn't have gone insane, but it was my attempt to change everything. And, of course, that's where you also find out that he's the one who caused the fifth blight. Well, you know, at the end of Origins, during the last scene, somebody's talking over the coronation and he says, we stopped the blight before it really started. And I'm like, well, that does that mean there are three more blights that are supposed to happen instead of just two? Well, the archdemon showed up. That should be considered a blight. That's my opinion. Ex- well, you know, it, it was a blight. It's just before things got really bad and the entire world was in peril, you know, Ferelden alone was able to stand up and go, nope! Kind of. Not really alone so much, but you get the idea. It didn't have to wait for the armies of every other nation across the entire land to come down. Yeah, the Orlesians are slow as fuck. They need to hurry up. It would have taken them four whole days. Wow. <laughs> it only took us two to get from Redcliffe up to uh, Denerim. So, just putting that out there. On foot! <laughs> yep. Oh, if only we had griffins. Oh. Alright, so when you're speaking with the architect... You have to decide then and there whether he needs to live. Because you can agree to his terms and go and fight the mother, or say, nope, you're going to die. And then go and kill the mother. So... Do you usually do that? I've Oh, I, I've, I've actually killed the... Uh, I No, I think I always let him live except for one time. Um, I did just go, mm, let's see, intelligent darkspawn that can control other darkspawn. Uh, no. Because you gotta think, <laughs> just random darkspawn clawing over each other to get to your face, those things are dangerous enough. But it showed that only a few, a handful of intelligent ones controlling other darkspawn were able to overthrow Vigil's Keep and kill all the wardens there. Uh-huh. So, you gotta think. That's why I think he's scarier than the Archdemon. Mm, to a point, Maybe. So, when you fight their bird mother, she is, to be frank, a pain in the ass. <laughs> she summons her children, there's tentacles everywhere, because of course there's tentacles, it's a bird mother, an intelligent one at that, frightening. Well, I wouldn't say intelligent so much as completely freaking insane! <laughs> <sighs> and in fact, uh, on Halloween, I dropped an image on Twitter 
of uh how did I phrase it? It was magic enhanced nightmare fuel. Because when I finally defeated her, there's the animation of, you know, you finishing her off, and since I'm playing a mage, I went full on Sith on her. Just sprayed magical rainbow lightning everywhere, and then she died. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty good. She got fried. There was no coming back from that. So then afterward, after you've killed her, you go back and basically that's the end of Awakening. I mean, there's really nothing else. It, it you know you get the same thing you got from Origins. Once you go out to meet your people, you get the splash screens of what happened and what location because of what decision you made, and really overall, it actually it I think there's a lot of things you can do in there that. Even though they seem like the right choice, they may or may not be, such as sparing one of the disciples. A disciple who goes and, you know, Love tells it. you in Amaranthine that the mother needs to be dealt with, being sent by the father or the architect. Uh, yes, the architect. Mm -hmm. um, I spare him, because, you know, he seemed like he wanted to do good. And I didn't really have any direct reason aside from, oh, he's a darkspawn, kill him. And he goes around the world and does good things. Unfortunately, as a result of him running around the world and me having not killed him, Darkspawn tank gets spread. So, you know, brief cases of it come up. You idiot. Yeah, I know. I know. I know, but I would let him live too, you know? But you don't let Anders live, you motherfucker. I do, now. But there was that one time, and I still don't regret it. That one time? That one time, yes. The first time. The first is the one you always remember, right? <laughs> First time I knifed him in the freaking neck. <laughs> Preview to a future episode, folks. Okay. Oh, this, this is going to be fun. I'm looking more forward to that than I am anything else. I was looking more forward to that episode before the show started. I mean, before we... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, i got to talk to Road about Dragon Age 2, man. <laughs> well, this is where we, we kind of need to go and talk about something else. We can't just leave off with Awakening. Okay. So we do need to go into Witch Hunt, the DLC, which of the DLC is the most important DLC, because this one's going to matter. Really? Because I don't remember anything from it. Well, that's fine. I can go over this one pretty quick, because it's, it's actually a fair... I sat down in one play session and finished it. It's not long. I thought about any time I had, I thought, oh, I'm just going to do that really quickly. But then, <laughs> then I was like, no, I really want to see Andrews in Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Alright, so let's go ahead and start this. You, the Warden Commander, hear rumors that from your scouts and so forth that a woman has been spotted near Flemeth's hut. So you go and investigate. And you bring along who? Your trusty Mabari Hound. Do you remember his name? Uh, that would be either Barkspawn, I know, or... No, uh, it was Mick something. Um, Barky McBarker, and I don't remember. No. Chomps McGee. Yes! Chomps McGee. <laughs> my faithful Mabari Hound companion. Oh, mine's a Varwin. He's back, and he's ready to find none other than Morgan. Now, here's the fun part, is you can actually kind of, throughout your conversations, and some of these conversations, I didn't really understand um, why they were written the way they were. Okay. So you can be like, yes, we're going to go find Morgan, boy. We're going to be reunited with her. It'll be great. Or you can be like, we're going to find her and crush her heart. I'll make her pay. I mean, it was like total polar opposites. <laughs> You're either super excited to find her 
or you are going to kill the crap out of her. Because she betrayed the hell out of you. No, no, see, here's the thing. She never betrayed you. At any point. No, she told you exactly what she was going to do. She did it word for word what she said she was going to do. And she warned you. So, I don't understand. I, I, I feel like the DLC was designed after they changed the ending of the, the original ending to Dragon Age Origins. Like, she, you know, she sleeps with you and then takes the child and runs. But that never happened. She told you exactly what she was going to do. And she said, don't come for me. You know, yeah, I won't she be. says, you know, after this such and such happens, I'm going to leave. And please don't look for me. And she literally left. The Archdemon's heart, I guess, if you had one, stopped beating for five seconds. She was just like, I'm out! Yo! She was like, teleportation. Poof. Gone. Where you go? I'm going home. You can, uh, you go into the hut, and sure enough, there's a woman there. But it's a Dalish elf. Which means it's not Morgan. And she's looking for Morgan because Morgan uh, came to their clan under the flag of friendship and two nights later disappeared with a sacred tome, which was the only original elven artifact that they still had in their clan. And uh, so she's, you know, she's out to find Morgan and make her pay as well as returning the tome. Now, in order to find out about this mystical thing called an Eluvian. What is this Eluvian? Eluvian? Eluvian. Alright? You should recognize this. We run into those all the damn time, even though they're supposed to be so freaking rare. I still think there are only two, just like in Harry Potter. No, there's there's way more than two. No. They're all over the world. They're no. all over the world. Yes. No. Hey, somebody from Dragon Age, can we interview you and you can tell us? Well, it says that in the game. Shut up. It says that. <laughs> it even says they're everywhere. How can something be everywhere and Because rare? the Illuvian the is the name of the item type. There are multiple Illuvians. Like a pensive from Harry Potter. I'm going to relate this to Harry Potter somewhere or another. <laughs> That's fine. I put on my robe and wizard hat and went to work. All right, so now if you're in Ferelden and you need to get information on, say, something mystical, magical, ancient, elven, anything. Who would you go to? The Circle of Magi. So, sure enough, you go to the Circle of Magi. Now, Gregor, he's not there. Oh. Okay. He's not there. He's uh, he's off doing Templar business somewhere else. So, the guy that he left in charge tells you, Alright, well, since you are who you are, you have access to level one, which is where the library is at, so that's fine. You go about, do your business, do lots of research, eventually come across a, an ancient codex of some kind that gives you information on all things Elven and Finn. A young mage there screams at you for molesting this book and not taking proper care of it. And, of course, he recognizes you and then chastises you even more if you're originally a mage. He's like, you should know better! So, Finn is a mage, and... You have to go down and speak to this statue which you run into that's down in the depths of the underbelly of the temp of the tower, uh, which everything's going crazy down there. There's fade rifts opening up, and you know it's causing the guardians to go insane. So you have to close the fade rifts there, which is weird because that's kind of what you do. And is that from yeah. uh, Dowen's origin story? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this that statue that wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Um, but you clearly you knew you were gonna come back and talk to it later. Yeah. yeah. Oh! Oh, that's so cool! It's the ancient Taventer statue. 
So, see, everything's connected. I love Very it. Very good I'm... writing in this. So you get information and uh, on what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to go, so on and so forth. And, of course, the last thing this statue says to Finn is this will be the last time we ever speak. Oh. And he's just like, wait, what? What, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't like this. Which, I, that's probably pretty fair. So now you have your party. You have your party. So you've realized that you need to go to another location. You need to go to an ancient dwarven ruin. Oh, God, again. Which, if you've done the previous DLC, you've already been here. It's the Kadash Taig. Which, who's of House Kadash? Shale. It's Shale's Taig. Yes! So yes! you can even say, if you've already done the DLC, oh, I've been there before. Because you have. So there you go. You go down to Kadash Taig, and you find out that there used to be elves living there with the dwarves at one point. Even some of the architecture reflects elven design. Interesting, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. I think it's Very awesome. I think it's but also, great. it's dwarves, so I'm almost not interested, but I am. It's it's good. It's good information. So, you go down there, you do what you need to do, you pick up your information, and finally you've got the last piece of the puzzle you need to figure out. And you head back to a location that we were actually just talking about. The Dragonbone Wastes, which is where the Alluvian's located. And you even state, if you've already done Awakening, which you should play it in the order that you've done Awakening before you do Witch Hunt. Um, for reasons. <laughs> you go back to the Dragonbone Wastes, and you even say, hey, I've been there before, and I don't remember seeing an Alluvian there. Which, that's there's a reason for that. You go down, you fight your way back down to where the Broodmother was at, and the Broodmother's obviously gone because you murdered the hell out of her earlier. And behind where the Broodmother was located, there's a pedestal up there, and that's where the Alluvian's located. And who's waiting for you there? I know. Morgan. <laughs> she knew you were coming. She sensed your approach. She knew what you were going to do. That's the part I remember from Witch Hunt. That's all I remember is her turning around. I was like, bitch, I've been looking for your ass. Now, see, here's the thing. This is where it really gets me. It, is it goes back to this whole point of, like, you treat her like she's evil and that she betrayed you. And, and I just, I don't understand that treatment. Because even she's like, no, I did exactly what I told you I was going to do. So why are you acting like this? And anyway, this is where you can decide if you're, obviously, if you're the male, because that's the perspective I'm coming from, what you need to do. And you can basically just, like, receive a gift and go about your business and she disappears. Or you go in there with her. You join oh, her. Oh, really? You join her. Do you know where she goes? Morgan's my lady. So oh. I joined her. That is so cute. That's so sweet. That's what I do. It's what I do! Well, she is too, but, you know, that's the story. <laughs> Giggity! Nice. Right? Right. right. Go, bro! Go, bro! Mm. The way that this the, the DLC ends is uh, Morgan and you, the Warden, will say goodbye, and then she disappears through the portal, like I just said. Um, Warden and the Morgan kiss if a uh, romance story has been played out in full. And then she says goodbye and walks away. So they kiss in part ways. Or, uh, oh god. 
evil. The the warden can stab Morgan and she falls through the portal. That's just a dick move, man. I'm serious. That's just, just that is just a dick move. Or Morgan and uh the, the warden kiss and then walk through the Luvian together. Oh, I love that. And that's where the warden can meet his son. But you don't see that. That's just implied. How do you know it's a son? What if it's a daughter? It's uh I believe stated that it's a son. Yes, it is. She she does distinctly say it's a son. So So she has no more baby bump. She's had the kid. Yeah, the kid has already been born by that point. And who was watching over it while she was out doing this? Uh I think you actually asked that and I think um is it, she says something along the lines of don't worry, he's perfectly safe where he is, something like That's, that. That's I don't like that answer. Uh you got to think. She's like she's practically a druid. She probably has, you know, monstrous spiders and uh, super bears and everything watching. Yeah, because that's what I want. Oh my god, my newborn child. And they probably serve her like faithful servants. So that's horrible. That child is. Oh my god. Oh, and and of course, uh, she leaves the Dalish book there on the ground, where the uh, the elf can retrieve her book and return back to her her people. So she, at least <laughs> she uh, she's very upfront about it. She's like, oh, there's the book, by the way. Yeah. And, of course, that's where everything fades to black and you don't see anything else. That's the end of it. It just kind of, like, walks into the sunset. Or, rather, walks into the Illuvian. That's my way of doing things. Oh. Which, then, I kind of wonder how that's going to play out. I'm so curious about that. And a lot of people are not focusing on that. Well, actually, I have some insight on that. We had this uh, little bit of a conversation pre-show earlier today. Uh, have you actually played The Last Court yet? Now, someone asked us on Twitter about that. Have you played anything in The Last Court? Me? No. Which is uh, a new extension put onto the Dragon Age Keep. It's a little uh, story game, which you have, like, moves per day you can do kind of thing. Which I hate these kind of games, but at the same time, it's... Uh, You're not, not going to do it? <laughs> well, no, it, it's not that. It's the game itself I love. Like, the, the way the game is set up, I actually genuinely love it. But I hate the whole concept of you can only do so many things per day or per certain amount of hours. Or else they nickel and dime you or something. Yeah, you it, that's you can you can buy some tokens which will reset your actions per day. So, which I'm not going to bother doing that. You get a maximum of twenty actions with this, and every twenty minutes, one of your actions refreshes. So you can you know use up your twenty actions, or in the course of playing this game, which is all text based and it has kind of an interesting system to it. I'm not going to go into the details on it right now. But uh, while you're playing, every 20 minutes after you've used one, it will refresh, and you'll get another action back. Like, over the course of this episode, I have gotten, I think, eight actions back. <laughs> so it's kind of like uh, Farmville, only like Dragonville or something. <laughs> no, no, this is, this is purely text. Well, yes, yes, like that. Dork. One of the first things you encounter, right off the bat, is a mage... That's wearing very kind of traveled clothing with a uh, a wooden staff that's kind of like gnarled wood. What? And by the way, has the icon of Morgan. Um, approaches you, and you are one of the Marquis of Orlais. In your land, you're like an Arl in Orlais. Um, and she comes up to you saying that, you know, there's something in your lands that she would like to have access to that could be of great help to her, and she kind of has, like, a writ or something like that that uh, shows that she has gotten permission from the Empress of Orlais herself, acting as, 
you know, the hand of the Empress of Orlay. And so you can basically be like, you know, screw the Empress, go away, or invite her in and treat her like a uh, guest. Which, of course, I did, because it's Morgan. I know it's Morgan. <laughs> so, you know, it just, and this is Flemeth? after the act. No, it's not. This, it, it, trust me, by looking at the icon, uh, it's definitely okay. Morgan. Definitely Morgan. And uh, the Scornful Sorceress is what she's called. Scornful? Yes, but it's definitely Morgan. I'm looking at the icon right now. Huh. So anyway, and not to mention the way she speaks in the in the text and everything, it's Morgan. So Morgan, at some point after the witch hunt, finds her way in Orlay. Also ends up working the court of uh, Orlay, and ends up getting the approval of the Empress to go to this area of Orlay for something that she's um, researching. And it says, uh, over when I'm highlighting over her name, it's the Empress's occult advisor is performing secretive research in the glassworks section. Either phylacteries or soul things like you run into in the deep roads. Could be. Glassworks. Mm-hmm. Holy sh**. Which apparently, your little city has the best access of glassworks in Orlay. So, that's kind of what your city's known for. Uh, it's also known for other things, but I'll, I'll let other people uh, that want to check this out find out about it. Now, if you want to gain access to the Dragon Age, uh, the last court, you need to go to dragonagekeep.com, sign up, it's in open beta, don't worry about it. And then, there'll be uh, in the corner, let's see, I'm going to pull up Dragon Age Keep again. Because I'm not on that section of it right now. <sighs> so it's on the left-hand side. There'll be like three little bars. You click on that. You scroll down. You'll see the last keep or the uh, the last court. And boom, there you go. It will start up the game. It'll do your little kind of character creation. Uh, very limited on options and choosing a name was probably the hardest thing for me. Is picking a name. <laughs> I, I have to name things appropriately. And uh, there you go. You'll be on your way. But, yes, I'll let you experience it for yourself to see what's going on. But just know that Morgan's in it. The way you described that almost sounded like the way I would go into the ad section of the end of the show. Ooh. This is where you're going to put the ads? Yeah. Before we shove a big slew of outtakes in your ear holes, we'd like to let you know where to find us so you can thank us the morning after. Yes, it is time for the obligatory how to reach us. Find us at questgamingnetwork.com, email us at dragonageotr at gmail.com, tweet us at dragonageotr, follow me, Mistress LeBeau, that's L-E-B-E-A-U, follow Road at that road guy, and yes, we know our money's on the dresser. Visit our sponsors, tweakedaudio.com for quality earbuds, and 30% off with our code off the record, all one word, at tweakedaudio.com. And if you are as big Dragon Age fans as Rode and I are, here's some books that you might like. Head over to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and you can get Dragon Age The Stolen Throne or Dragon Age The Calling for free! But you don't have to take my word for it. That is the way of money. It comes, it goes, like a fickle lover. What? Say what? Ooh, make a wish! What? 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 Wikipedia? What's that got to do with anything? I don't know. But anyway, 
So there we go. Is that a show? That sounds like a show. I know a lot of people have not done those DLCs, so thank you for telling us about them. You're really good at this. That's why I just let you go. I, I was a little more scatterbrained on this episode than the last ones, but I have reasons. What else? Oh, no. Oh, no. What? This Wednesday, Freddie Prince Jr. is going to be on Conan O'Brien this Wednesday, and they may be playing Dragon Age Inquisition on it. Oh, my God! He's going to do one of the things? Oh, those are so good. Oh, and then he's and then uh, he's like, he's talking to Patrick Weeks and Mike Laidlaw from Bioware, and he says, we should make him romance the bull. I love this. Oh, dude, I love these guys so much. That sounds amazing! I support that so much. You approve. 50 points. Okay, so that is the end of the show. Thank you so much for getting us caught up on the DLC because the DLC really has a lot to do with what is coming up. Now, that is to say that there are other DLC that we did not go over today. Uh, like the Golems of Omgarok did not go over that, which you can play that on your own time. But I felt like we went over the, what was most imperative to the story, especially since DAI is coming out very soon and we still haven't covered DA2. Yeah, I really should have started this podcast like maybe a month before had I known that we were you were actually this good and could do what you do. Yeah, it, it was like I was uh, actually talking to someone the other day. And it's like we spent six episodes on Dragon Age Origins alone. Well, actually four because we did two for the books. And seriously, we don't do any research for this, which amazes me. And it amazes me even more, having talked to the people that attended this event that don't really know much about Dragon Age at all. They were just like, holy crap. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. <laughs> that's why people in the Dragon Age community are just better, period. I gotta warn you, the guy that we're gonna have guest on, um, he... We were talking about our failures. I was talking about my failure on the first QGN show I was on, which... Well, not guessed it on, but on which I was a host, which was Diablo Off the Record. I was telling him how much the fans hated me, and he was just like, that's nothing. I called Ogren Gimli. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not good. Talking about people hating you for random shit. <laughs> he was like, dude, no, I got this. <laughs> uh. To be fair, that's, uh... It's pretty close. Fair. It's No, it's pretty fair that he got hated for that one. Nobody cares about Ogren except you. And Rage. Well, if Rage cares about him, then that's okay. <laughs> oh, I laughed like that. Shut up. Don't make fun of me. I was so bragging on you, by the way. I'm sure that everybody that talked to me was like, well, why didn't this guy go? Again, vagina. <laughs> because everyone hates me. Nobody likes the nerd. Wait, wait, wait. Aren't you banned? No, that's only from the other Bioware. It's still Bioware, man. No, it's not. It's totally different. One's Canadian, one's American. An American one hates me. I'm sure they don't hate me, per se, but I'm sure they're not big fans of me by means. I'm sure you're on a list and they were like, oh shit, we better just contact the girl. Oh, I'm definitely on a list. I want to jump on. Same. That's what most of my dates say. He's a love juggernaut. He just comes at you. I mean, you can't <laughs> avoid Does he now? Exactly. <laughs> In buckets. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. That was dirty. <coughs> Sorry, I had to cough. No shit. Really? It's a thing. My throat's dry. It's raspy, which sounds good to certain people. I'm not sure who they are, but I'm sure they're freakish like I am. Fine, be that way. I quit. Okay. 
Bye. Ah! Oh, I see it. I'm disposable, aren't I? Why did you call rage? Well, well. <laughs> well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I love that you called them the Wonder Twins. I made up something that you didn't say, but I told him you said it. <laughs> what? What did you do? Nothing. I see what you did. You went there, and you made sure that I never had a relationship with Mike Laidlaw. Pretty much. And I seen one. You seen one? I saw it. Leave me alone. I live in the South now, and it's your people that did this. How come I speak English correctly, and you cannot, and I'm from the South? Because you escaped. I was not from the South and moved down here, and this is what happened to me. And now you've seen it. I've seen it all. And it was terrible. Just like Charles Barkley. That's why I'm looking for a gamer man, because I want them to leave me alone long enough so I can play my own games. Either that or a guy in the army, because they're gone for long periods of time and they leave me the hell alone. <laughs> Holy shit! Da -da 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 -da